This episode is brought to you by the Accountability Club. Are you struggling to find time to work on your business and need some accountability? The Accountability Club is a space for weight-inclusive innovators to dedicate time each month to work on their business. In this space, you'll be in a supportive community with like-minded professionals completing those $1,000 tasks that keep falling to the back burner and are keeping you from leveling up in your business. Registration is now open for our quarter two cohort. That's for April, May, and June of 2023. Come do the work with two monthly co-working sessions, get support with one monthly group coaching session, and be in community through our private Slack channel and weekly check-ins. Head over to weightinclusiveinnovators.com slash accountability dash club to register today. We're in this together to make weight inclusive care more accessible and it starts with our businesses. Welcome to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. My name's Hannah Turnbull. And I'm Morgan Sinclair. We're two non-diet dietitians, entrepreneurs, and Enneagram 7s here to talk shop about the business side of things. From managing a team of clinicians to building a cohesive brand to figuring out how the heck to pay yourself, We get deep down in it, talking about what it actually takes to start, run, and grow your weight-inclusive business, the good and the messy. We know your degree didn't include any business classes, at least not any applicable to what you're doing now as an entrepreneur. This is why we're on a mission to bring business education to other weight-inclusive clinicians. Say sayonara to all the hours spent on Google and hello to information that is actually relevant. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, happy Monday or happy whatever day of the week you're listening to this on. Today, we're going to be chatting about what it's been like to co-own a business together, uh, including the highest of highs and the learning curves that really just come with any relationship. But before we dive into today's episode, Hannah, hello, what were your highs and lows of the week? I don't know why this question always makes me stop and think. It's like, I know what the question is most of the time. And then my brain is like, wait, how's this week been going? So I'm going to say the low is probably, I don't even know what's happening because there's so much happening. And when I feel so ungrounded and dysregulated in that way, it makes me feel like what I'm doing isn't sustainable. And that's really hard. But what I do know is this season for the next couple of months is temporary. And it really freaking does come back to grad school, getting the F out of my life and being done. Can't wait to graduate. Graduate May 7th. And that's going to take a lot off of my plate. So I see hopefulness on the horizon, but I just am, I'm overwhelmed this week. And that's my low. That is just not, not a good feeling. My business high is we had a really good Nourish Colorado meeting with my team. And I feel like we're all recommitted to the group. Um, Business is picking up. Inquiries are going up. People's caseloads are good. And we have a new dietitian starting with us on March 6th. So I'm really excited to keep growing the team. And that's going to make 10 of us dietitians and 11 of us total, including our admin, Caitlin. And that feels really cool to surpass that double digit mark of employees. Like. (laughs) Just employing 11 people, including myself, like that's pretty badass. It's so badass. You should be so proud of yourself. That's incredible. I know all the pats, all the pats on the shoulders for yourself. Sometimes I'm just too busy doing it that I forget to take a moment to be like, oh, wow. Like this is really cool. Well, here we go. Ready? We take our moment. We take our moment. The moment is here. This is really cool. I love it. And sometimes it's hard. 
Both can be true. Yes. <laughs> Both things are true at the same time. Anyway, that's my short and sweet high and low. What are your highs and lows of the week? I will also keep mine short and sweet. Hi is uh, Hannah, not you, Hannah. The other Hannah and I hosted the Houston Eating Disorder Specialist or HEADS conference this past weekend, and it went really well. Yay, of course it did. Not surprised. Can you fill us in on what ended up happening with the situation you told us about last week? Oh, God. Um, I can count that as a low. Well, I'll say this. So the situation we're referring to was... Hannah and I originally estimated 200 people thinking that we would be able to change that number 10 days before the conference. Cause that's what we were told in an email. What we weren't told was while that number could change, it couldn't go down. It could only go up. So we were locked into paying for 200 people, even though we only had 133, not only 133 was great, but that's it's great. a lot lower than 200. And they unfortunately did not budge on lowering the cost. They did elevate our lunch. So we were originally going to have box lunches and they elevated it to chicken and steak tacos. Like, Oh, those were delicious. Unfortunately, they fucked up our food allergen list. And there was a handful of folks that didn't get breakfast. And so that was really annoying. We sent a strongly worded email to them yesterday. So day of staff was fabulous management. I still have qualms with it is what it is. Events over though. It's all been paid for overall conference went really well though. Um, we got a lot of, uh, I think our, our biggest feedback was, wow, this is one of the most organized conferences I've ever been to, which that feels really good. Yay. I also think there's just, there's a learning curve with every event that I host. And I think my biggest kind of takeaway is that it is physically impossible for me to please 133 people on a one day event. It's never going to happen. It's an unrealistic expectation. So we got a lot of really awesome feedback. We got quite a bit of constructive feedback and we have our board meeting next week that we will be presenting all of the feedback to, to figure out kind of what kind of bumpers, parameters, things we need to put in place for future years. Because Is there any constructive feedback that stuck out to you that you want to share? I think the biggest piece of feedback that we got, which like we knew the second we got started that this was going to come our way was that we didn't leave enough time in between sessions for people to like mix, mingle, chat, catch up, see sponsors, get food. All of our breaks felt a little rushed. We had 15 minute breaks in between all of the sessions. And I agree that probably wasn't enough time. And the last time I was at an in-person professional conference for heads, it was from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I was like, so help me God, I am not making people stay here until five o'clock. So we did whatever we could to like cut down on that time. And we did end the conference by 315, which was lovely because then people still had like a good chunk of their day left. But I think we will have to uh extends add some more time to those breaks or add like a social hour in the beginning where people can actually because this is the first in-person conference that a lot of people have gone to and so I think it was just like a lot of seeing each other for the first time and just sure. building in time for that 100 it, it totally makes sense it's hard because it goes back to the not being able to please everybody like damned if you do damned if you don't totally. if you would have had more time somebody would have said like oh you could have shortened it and had less 
transition time or whatever. And it's like, exactly. yeah. So, but that's a good point. And I think maybe the perspective could be people already a lot the day to be at the conference. So maybe they don't mind as much, or maybe some people do. And some people don't, like you said, you can't please everybody. So I'm proud of you. You guys Thank you. rock. Thank you. Another successful conference. And you also had your 30th birthday. My birthday. Yes, I'm officially recording this podcast as a 30-year-old. This is your first podcast episode since you turned 30. It is. Indeed. Wow. Wow. I know. It's crazy. I love it. I still have my... Did you see my reel that I posted? (laughs) Yes. That was so awesome. I still have my 30 balloons sitting behind my bed. I've been sleeping with them there every night and I'm finding confetti every single day. Okay. Tell the people who didn't watch it and we'll link it in the show notes Yes, what it was. Yes. So I saw a video on TikTok a few months ago and I was like, holy shit, I have to do this for my birthday. And basically it was a um, person who was laying down in a bed and they had like a two and a three big foil balloons. So I got a three and a zero and they're probably like three foot balloons, three to four foot balloons. Wow. And they are taped on the wall behind my bed. And so I like crawled into bed and like put my knees up so you can't see my face. And I was holding one of those like twist popper things. Uh, and yeah, I popped it and then confetti fell down and I had to like slow down the video. I like cut it right when I twisted it and then slowed the video down. So it looked more like magical with the confetti falling a little bit slower. That's so, it was was awesome to watch. And then it's hilarious to me to think about all the steps of making it almost like if somebody was taking a video of you getting set up and then you videoing it, that's hilarious. Always makes me laugh. Like I'm imagining you like crawling under the covers and like trying to get yourself situated and then trying to twist this thing. And then like all the work you don't see that goes into it. Oh yeah. Uh, Taking the balloons to go get helium put in them, buying the poppers (laughs) off of Amazon, crawling into bed three times before I hit record to make sure, or like officially hit record to make sure that the positioning and the format was good <laughs> that you'd be able to see the confetti. Oh yeah. It was a, it was the whole production and I did it Sunday morning. So it's my actual birthday and Saturday. So <laughs> let me just, let me just paint the picture of what my schedule was like Friday before the conference. I was up early cause I was anxious as all get out. Me and Hannah Stefan met at noon. We ran errands until five checked into our hotel. We were at the venue from five to seven 30. We went back to our hotel room and worked until midnight. Oh, we were both up at five at the venue by six conference was from seven 30 to about three 30 cleaned everything up. A rise had a happy hour that we didn't want to say no to. So we went to a happy hour with a rise. Abby. Abby went home from that had 30 minutes to change, got dressed, reapplied some makeup, went out to dinner and went to a concert. Didn't get home until 11 ish. And then I woke up the next morning and I was like, I got to make this damn real. I've been wanting to do this for months now. <laughs> and I had at church at 10. And so I was like rushing. Nothing got picked up. Like I just, I had confetti in my bed the whole day on Sunday. And finally it came like Sunday evening. I was like, Morgan, you're going to be pissed off at yourself if you don't clean this confetti up by the time you get tired. Do it now. That's like next level crumbs in the bed situation. Yeah. <laughs> but it's for the most part, it's all picked up. There's like, I accidentally turned on my fan, not thinking that confetti probably landed on top of my fan too. And I was like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's magical though. That's fun. Like turning on your fan magical. and being like, Oh, there it is again. There it is. There's more, more celebrations. Oh, Anywho, 
so yes, it was a very eventful last week. Um, you're coming to town in two days. I'm so I, excited about. I'm really excited. I'm trying to get my shit together before I fly in on Friday morning. And I always do well with the pressure of a flight and like getting away yep. for a weekend. But also I'm just like, oh my God, how am I going to get everything done? And then I always do because you have you to. Do. You have, you have to. to. And if you don't get everything done, it's because it didn't actually need to be done. So there you go. And I do. There you go. Um, so yeah, so we'll wrap conference up as like majority of highs, but a handful of lows because nothing else got done on my to-do list, which means I currently have approximately 40 past two tasks on Asana and that's stressing me the fuck out. Oof. And it's not going to get done because I'm literally having a birthday party and then you and I are going to the rodeo and there's just like, there's a whole lot of things happening. And so I was like, you know what? Next Monday, I will get my shit together. And this week is just going to be a week in limbo and that's okay. Just embracing the chaos. Ready to dive into today's episode? Let's do it. One of my favorite questions that we get asked is what it's like to work together because (laughs) Hannah and I were first and foremost friends that are now business partners. And there's some fun dynamics that come with that and a lot of conversations that have also come with that. I think people are also really curious because we're both kind of like chaotic as fuck sometimes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. The fact that we're both able to like successfully run business together is um, pretty magical. And so uh, we just wanted to talk about what it's like because I think in an industry that is, you know, there's a lot of clinicians in this industry and it's so small, actually running a business with someone else in the industry, I think can be really scary because like, what if shit hits the fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like if shit hits the fan, is there going to be drama? Is, what is that going to look like? It's There's so many things that could happen. And I don't know about you, but I, when I think about my group practice, I'm like, oh, this would be really hard to run with somebody else. Like I want to have all the control. And that's not fully true. I give a lot to do to my supervisors and my team, but it took a long time to get there. And so running this business was a no-brainer for me as far as our partnership. But before we dive too much into that, let's start with our meet cute. <laughs> yes, let's do our meet cute. I think we get, we've talked about it many, many times. So I think we can do like a little TLDR. Definitely. But it basically, Hannah and I knew of each other via Instagram. Of course. I'll- many great relationships in this field start out when you're not actually located in the same city. And then me and two other dietitians in Texas decided to visit another one of our friends in Colorado, who was also an e-sorter clinician. She organized a little park meetup and there were like, what, seven of us, eight of us that all met up. And Hannah and I met in person for the first time. And the very first thing Hannah said to me was, hi, I'm Hannah Turnbull. I'm also an Enneagram seven like you. (laughs) Uh, Yep. That's pretty much how we got started. And it's funny because we talked a little bit that day, but we didn't spend a ton of time together and be like, oh my gosh, we're so similar and like talk, 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 talk. That kind of came later. So after we had that Colorado meetup, I was deep in starting my consulting for group practices and business coaching. And I was real scrappy for a while, had no website, had a little something on our Nourish Colorado website. And I was like, "Mm, 
I think I would separate this out. And I knew you did web design and I saw you do several people's websites who I liked over the years. And I was like, oh, perfect. I met Morgan. I should reach out. And so I reached out to you to do some work with you. And I think I also did some business coaching. Like I received some business coaching from you. I think it started with some business coaching because we met in person for the first time, October of 2019, and we didn't start working on your website until 2021. Holy shit. That timeline's insane. COVID time is weird. Weird. I know. So I think I reached out to you to help me with some marketing stuff Mm -hmm. as far as continuing to get referrals in the practice, things I could be doing, pieces I might be missing. I really wish I could remember what I told you because that point of time is straight up blocked for my brain. Me as well. I remember having a notepad and taking notes on paper versus on my computer or else I'd look in my fucking Google Drive. But here we are past Hannah with her stupid ass paper (laughs) only to be lost into the abyss. It's fine. It's fine. It got us where we are today. So it did. It did. So I consulted with you about some marketing things and I think I was really drawn to you and I liked how you talked about things. And I was like, oh man, you're so smart and cool. And then from there, I, that's when we started talking about potentially doing a conference. Oh my God. I forgot that we were going to do a conference first. Yes. Because both of us were like, we have so much business knowledge to share from these different ends of the spectrum. And yeah, we were going to put together a business conference. And then I think the more and more we talked about it, we're like, this is going to have to be like a week long conference with everything that we want to cover. And both of us, there was, I remember vividly, there was one day where you were like, oh, if only I was just like, had the energy to do a podcast. (laughs) That was like, wait, that sounds fun. Yes. That was fall of 2021. And a few weeks later, we had a podcast. podcast. Which is just very us. Um, Also, I wanted to, as we were kind of um, talking and getting to know each other and talking about the projects we were interested in and came to the, came to a head of like, oh shit, we should do this podcast together. I would say we were friendly and light friends, like friends 1.0 version, Mm -hmm. but we weren't super, super close friends. We just felt a compatibility between us of our excitement and our stoke and both being passionate about business and knowing there was a gap in our space with that. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if I was going through a breakup, you were definitely not going to be the first person I called for that. You were like, I would say like 60% colleagues, 40% friends. Yep. Which totally makes sense, right? Like friendships are grown and earned and develop over time. And then they burn down a little bit and then they change. And so we were in the very infantile phases Definitely mostly colleagues starting to become friends and we were spending a lot of time together and it was great. Yeah. It still is great. At that time we were like, this is great. Past tense. Yeah. And now we're burning it down. No, I'm just kidding. Now in terms of the hardest things of working together, uh, (laughs) (laughs) all of it, (laughs) all of it. Yeah. So obviously like we did have uh, a friendship there before we became business partners. Um, I think there was a, there was like some hindsight hesitation of going into this. I think in the beginning we were just so stoked and like, it's very much our personalities to just like dive into things. And, uh, and we're like, yeah, 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 let's do this. And, and then I think once we got into it, I definitely had the thoughts of like, was this the right choice? Not because I didn't love doing it, but more so not wanting to lose that friendship because my brain went to like worst case scenario of, 
if shit hits and, and it does this with, with anyone that I like hire or any project that I work on with someone, I always get so nervous because I would much rather preserve a friendship than a business relationship. That's so interesting. And I don't know if we ever talked about that. Cause I didn't know that you had a thought in that way. I think for Probably me, not. I'm not, new I'm things not are going to come out on this podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I'm I feel like I'm naive a bit of just like, oh my gosh, this is so fun and I'm enjoying this and this is going to be great and very much not seeing the the dark side that could happen. And I think in some ways that's really positive and you have to have that as an entrepreneur of like, this is mostly good and I'm not even going to think about this piece. But then also you need to think about what could happen to put pieces in place to prevent it from happening as much as possible. So yeah, I was just like, this is fun and awesome. Let's just keep going. I, w- I really want to go back and look at when we started our, if you can even call it a contract between us, <laughs> because I have a feeling my like gut instinct is telling me there's probably some time correlation between like my like minor internal freak out and being like, Hey, we should probably have a contract between us. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And I was just like, Oh yeah, let's build a contract. That makes sense. Like, sure. Whatever you want. <laughs> it's so funny to like kind of hindsight talk through these things because like at the core, like you and I are pretty dang similar humans when it comes to how we do things, saying yes to things, all of the characteristics that come with being an Enneagram seven. Yeah. (laughs) When we've learned through the process of, of doing things together, like there are things that we do very differently and like our mindsets work very differently. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as, as much fun as we have, like there are hard things that we've had to go through together. Um, and, and obviously none of them have ever been hard enough for us to like, stop doing the podcast, nor can, I can't see a time where we would let something be such a hard thing that we can't talk through it. But we uh, put together a list of things that have been hard because we got to keep it real over here and chat about the hard things that we've endured over the last year and a half of co-owning a business. Yeah. The last thing that we want to do is pretend like this is all rainbows and butterflies and Morgan and I get along all the time and we never have issues and we're all just like, hell yes, Enneagram 7 Stoke, everything's perfect because it's not. We've had many conflicts and many points of resolution that we've had to go through to move past it. Because like I was telling you before we hit record, I was listening to, we can do hard things. And the podcast was about friendship and something was said that was really profound to me. Just if you don't have conflict in your friendships, you don't have a friendship because you're not being authentic there as humans, we're inevitably, you can be as compatible as possible with somebody. And there still is going to be points where you don't see eye to eye or something happens that has to be looked at and repaired. Yeah. When you shared the phrase rupture and repair earlier, we've also talked about like intention versus impact. Like it is never either of our intentions to be say mean things to one another, to be passive aggressive towards one another, (laughs) to uh, hurt the other person's feelings, like never our intention. And we are both human and sometimes emotions get the best of us and it has an impact that doesn't match the intention. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
So yeah, the hardest things about working together, where should we start? Should we start with conflicts that we've had? Let's start with conflicts we've had. Okay. So we had a conflict before this recording, literally before we hit record, <laughs> we're like we, fitting. so fitting for the, the topic today, but basically both of us are very busy in other projects often. Um, Morgan does a much better job of prioritizing than I do. And sometimes when I'm really overwhelmed, I'll get behind on things. And the first thing that gets put on the back burner is this podcast and my tasks. And so even though you all see most of the time, our episodes go out on time, 95% of the time, I think I've been lowering the statistic lately, the (laughs) newsletter will go out on time. And so you see all the shiny Instagram posts and things, but the reality is I get behind more often than I'd like to. And that impacts Morgan and her capability to get her part done. And that really sucks because I know it's happening and I'm way too overwhelmed with other things to even be like, Hey, Morgan, this is going on and I need a couple more days. And it just happens to where Morgan has to confront me about it sometimes. And then I go into a shame spiral and then Morgan gets passive aggressive, understandably, as anybody would in that situation. And then we have to have a talk. And then and we that's... have a nice little chit chat together. <laughs> yeah. And usually a couple of days have passed since we'll have like intense text exchanges. And that's usually good to have that space. But at the root of it, I think many of you just hearing that are probably like, oh, I've been in a situation like that with a friend or a partner or a business partner. And it happens like we all have our own shit that we bring into projects and relationships and yeah, we, we rupture and repair and then we move through it. But that's really, I think the biggest conflict that we feel in this project we have together. Anything you'd add to that? I will say, even though we have conflict and most of our communication is over text, except for our once a week podcast recording. I think we've had this happen a handful of times now to know that when both of our schedules are like super, because I mean, we go through ways when both of our schedules are like super busy or we both have like stressful things happening, for instance, and not necessarily stressful, but just kind of like out of the ordinary. So for example, this last week, like you were hosting people on top of everything you needed to get done. I was hosting a conference on top of everything else I needed to get done. And so I think it tends to be like those periods where there's a little bit more tension between us in terms of tasks getting done. Mm -hmm. But I also value that, like, even though there was definitely some passive aggressiveness in the text that I sent you, (laughs) both of us are aware enough that like, that is not a conversation that we're going to have over text. And I think we can like both just kind of recognize it and be like, let's talk about this next time we're on zoom. And we do. And it's, And it works out like their communication just is hard sometimes. And you have to be able to communicate in any relationship that you have work, friendship, romantic, business, like everything. And so the fact that we're able to kind of have that mutual understanding, but have that mutual understanding because we've talked about it (laughs) is really helpful. And I think being in the therapeutic space too where conflict resolution is like such a big thing. We've also both gotten a lot of exposure around like what that looks like. And so um, while it is difficult, sometimes we're both very understanding of the other, of how, what we're doing is impacting the other person. Yeah. And 
we have empathy and respect for each other too. Mm -hmm. And understanding of, of course, I'm getting these texts from you because I would be doing the exact same thing to you if I was in your shoes. And so with that mutual understanding, it's, I don't want to say it's easy, but we manage our own emotions and how we want to respond with our hurt parts or our child parts um, and know that we, we can move through it. We, another conflict that we can have is we have different working styles. Morgan's very organized and makes things into nitty gritty tasks that she'll just fucking knock out left and right. And I'm a little bit more scattered and definitely I work on things very, 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 very last minute often, which is how the ball gets dropped sometimes over at we on my end, because if it's the last minute thing, sometimes it gets dropped. Which is so interesting because I feel like I also work really well under like pressure and deadline. And I usually have to have those deadlines for like any other business I'm in, but for some reason, and I think it's because this is the one business I have where I'm like working so closely with someone else that this like fear of letting you down puts me in this state of hyper awareness of like for the one time in my life wanting to be ahead of my to-do list to make sure that you have like what you need because every other business that I'm in, like if I don't have a call scheduled with someone, like they're the tasks that I need to do for them are getting pushed back. Like it just happens all the time. That is so interesting because in some ways it feels opposite for me, which I think is my own stuff of like, we're friends and I know you understand and know how busy I am. And then sometimes I subconsciously can take that for granted and be like, that's fine. I can push this. It's fine. I can be late. It's this and that. And I can see over time where resentment would come in, which is why I'm working on it. Um, Because I'm like, you will understand and I am comfortable with you. And so this is something that I can put last, which does not feel good to say. We also, so we talked about how both of us kind of go towards a one when, I mean, we both go towards one when we're stressed, (sighs) but I'm curious. I I was just thinking about this. I'm curious how my wing eight and your wing six show up mm-hmm. in the state of being stressed. Because I think like the way that we both respond to things of that prime example of like me being like working ahead and then be getting that passive aggressiveness because I was like, well, I prioritize getting all these things done to ensure that you had them versus your like six loyalty, like we're friends and <laughs> Like kind of parallel. Wow, that makes mm-hmm. it actually makes a lot of sense. It totally makes sense. And I think we have our own levels of aggression at times in a yeah. sense of so Morgan has an eight wing in case this is your first episode listening, or in case you don't remember, because why would you remember every detail of our life? Um, unless you're super fans. <laughs> so Morgan's a seven wing eight, and I'm a seven wing six. And so Morgan is more of the challenger to where she's going to be direct and a little bit intense. And I feel myself go there sometimes, but I have a stronger six wing to where I just get either avoidant or I get anxious. And then sometimes as a result of that, I'll either be defensive from that place, which can feel aggressive 
or I will completely be like, oh, I'm avoiding this chaos. Like, nope, I'm gonna lean into myself. Not looking at any of those text messages. Yep. I'm gonna <laughs> pretend I didn't get them. <laughs> Just kidding. I've never done that. But it, it's true. And that kind of goes back to communication as well. We're both direct communicators. Um I I think you do it quicker than me. Sometimes I'll create more space in any relationship that I'm in. And I need time to process and think before I react because I've learned about myself that if I react before I do that, I'm going to lose my shit and nobody wants to see mm. that. And even if it's my own piece in the conflict, like for some reason, I still feel like I can lose my shit, which makes no sense. So that's where I take the space. But because we're both direct communicators, sometimes I think we have like a charge yeah. um, in our dynamic of like, well, this is how I feel. And you'll be like, well, this is how I feel. Like neither of us backs off. And I think it's good because any decisions we make in we probably has came from that place of totally. We both said our piece. Nobody's compromising in a sense of like just backing down to make it easier for conflict resolution. It's like, no, we've talked about everything pretty intensely and directly and our different perspectives on things. And then we'll come to something to move forward with that feels good to both of us. Right. Right. Yeah. And as you're, as you're saying that, I, I, I think of through a lot of the things, like when we're making these like bigger decisions and so much of the time we bring in of like, well, maybe this is my own way of thinking about it. And I think like our way of doing things is just so different sometimes. And we want to make sure that the things we're putting out in the universe are reflective of the types of people like us. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we definitely kind of like, but heads, I guess is like a, we do a good way of saying that of like, can't fathom doing it another way because like, this is how my brain works and this is how I want to do it. Whereas like, that's how your brain works. That's how you want to do it. And it does require, I mean, it doesn't require, there is some like intensity in the conversation mm-hmm. and we always get to a understanding after kind of hashing it out. But I think there's some healthy, that's like, that feels like healthy. I don't even, I don't even want to call it conflict, healthy discussion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would have a hard time if you were somebody who was a people pleaser and just went along with what I said to keep the peace. That's so triggering for me. I would much rather any day hear your passionate response to something, which has influenced me and changed my perspective on things many times. Same. Then for you to be like, oh yeah, yeah, let's just do that. Cause that there's no passion there. Right. Right. I think about this too, in like relation, like dating relationships too, of like, I don't think I'd be capable of dating someone who didn't have the same directness because Mm. I think I would be so worried about, yep, for lack of better words, walking all over them. Yep. And so I need someone, I need to be in relationship and partnership. And when we're having to make decisions, like we are in a business, like I need someone else who also has like that strong backbone that we can hash things out with for the sake of running a successful business. Yeah. I 1000% agree with that in all of those contexts too. Whenever someone isn't able to say what they need to say, that creates passive aggressiveness and resentment. And that is so hard to sustain a relationship, a working relationship where you're trying to do something big. It's really challenging for me. I was trying to think of, I remember sitting at a table in Costa Rica oh when we were God. working on something 
And I remember us having a very direct conversation. It might've been about the accountability. It was club, about the accountability actually. club. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. And we're like, let's take five. I think we were also like three cappuccinos in and way too much <laughs> um, caffeine, but we were both being so intense and not nitpicking at each other, but we were both like kind of chirping, like, here's what I think. And then you'd be like, here's what I think. And it was yep. intense. And we were like, let's take a walk. We're in fucking Costa Rica. It's rainy and green out and there's a sloth over there. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I 100%, I can, I, it's like, I can envision it I'm right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Costa Rica, that's probably the other like hardest thing. I don't even know if it traveling together is like not specifically hard, but as two very independent people who mm-hmm. have lived by themselves in their own space for a long time, traveling together was a new experience <laughs> in Mexico City. Whenever we were like looking at places to stay. I was very adamant about having our own bedrooms because I just like <laughs> knew that we needed our, knew that we would need our own space. I'm very thankful we did that. That was so brilliant. And actually I was thinking you're the first person that's a friend that I've traveled internationally with. Oh, And I really haven't done a lot of trips with other people as well. Part of it was we were just in the pandemic for three years and that was when I finally had money to be able to travel. And then I didn't get to do that as much, but the other piece. Yeah. I didn't have any experience. And so I'm glad that you were direct with communicating because my brain was like, Oh, we should save money. Let's just room together. It's no big deal. And you were like, Nope, look at this place. I found there's two bedrooms so we can still be in the same vicinity, but we have our different spaces. And I was like, okay. And then we got there and I was like, Oh, this is nice. Much needed, much needed. I mean, and we still like spent majority of the time together, but I know myself well enough as someone who's like lived by myself for eight years now like I haven't had a roommate in eight years and so that's amazing I know it's a blessing and a curse I love it but also like it's interesting traveling with people have you lived in the space you're in for eight years no okay you lived in another place by yourself before starting in college I lived by myself uh my senior year of college master's program and then Italy and then moved into the space that I'm in okay nice yeah yep it's also one of those things like traveling with friends is it can, can be hard in general. And one thing I'm really thankful for about us is like, obviously having our own separate spaces was nice, but I think even like while we were there being able to express, like, I'm going to go walk and get a coffee by myself and like, by myself, please don't come with me. <laughs> by myself. I can't by- say it loud enough to you. You're not invited. <laughs> and that's just needed. Like we just, people just need space. And the fact that we are both understanding of that and like, okay with that. And like, that has the, that has the opportunity to turn into like a particularly passive aggressive situation. We both had that mutual understanding as well. With that. Yeah. I learned a lot from you on that trip because I felt you did a good job of letting me know these things ahead of time of like, Hey, this is how I get when I'm traveling. I really need some alone time. I might ask for this or need this. And I was just like, okay. And I didn't have a concept of that yet because I hadn't traveled with a friend in a long time, let Mm -hmm. alone national or international to a new place. And so when it was happening, I was like, oh, I'm allowed to go do that too. I can go walk by myself. This is awesome. And I'd go like take my journal to the park and just watch 
a dog walker go by who was holding 20 dogs. And I was just fucking amazed because welcome to Mexico City. That's very common. And even though there have been a lot of uh, hard things and we've talked about a lot of hard things, there's also a shit ton of really good things about us co-owning a business together. Oh, yeah. The pros way outweighed the I'm going to put cons in quotations because I don't really think it's a con. I think it's part of being in relationship. So, but the best things is our friendship. So we, we grew our friendship on zoom and we get to spend a lot of time together. And even though a lot of it's recorded and you guys get to spend that time with us too, which is super cool. We always spend the first bout of our conversation, catching up or doing conflict resolution (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like today mostly catching up mostly Conflict catching resolution up occasionally yes and talking about things outside of work too like we talk about life and relationships and fun things we're doing and it's just really nice of how our friendship has grown through this yeah and I think one of the coolest things is that like you and I have both gone through some like really shitty personal stuff since we have started the podcast and Mm -hmm. knowing that there is like this this built-in time where we get to catch up and get to talk about it I mean we talk outside of this obviously too but even I mean I'm thinking of like even when we do guest episodes there's times where it's like hey I've had a really shitty week can you like spearhead the guest episode because I'm just like not in the best headspace or if we are doing podcast episodes like sometimes we'll last minute change the topic because it might either be a little too close to home or (laughs) if you know we're talking about we're supposed to talk about marketing and I'm like having the worst week of my life like we'll swap it out and talk about something that has nothing to do with my realm of business (laughs) yeah I think there was one week where maybe we were talking about relationships or personal life stuff or something and maybe I was going through a breakup or you were going Mm -hmm. through something and we're like Mm. 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 Let's, let's not do that this week and then we moved it and that's the stuff that we handle behind the scenes and support each other in because of our friendship and like understanding yeah and when we're not going through shitty things behind the scenes one of my favorite things is that we both get to bring our Enneagram 7 energy to each other and be each other's hype person oh yeah oh yeah So anytime we have like a new opportunity come up, we're one of each other's first people to share it with and talk through and ask for advice or support and to get to big the other person up and know how cool it is to get these opportunities, especially in the business space. Like there's been so many things come up that we had no idea could ever happen or that we would ever be doing and to have that mutual understanding in each other and knowing that that person needs some hype and we totally got each other's backs on that. And it's really fun to be that person for each other. And then uh, we alluded to it before there's, you know, we've learned how to travel with each other. Getting to travel with each other is by far one of like the coolest perks because we've done adminications together and it's like a little bit of work, a little bit of play. We know how the other person works. And then we get to like further our friendship through like really cool adventures and unique opportunities. And the fact that we are both passionate about running businesses that we can kind of work from anywhere. Yep. For the most part, for the most part, at least take time off in order to, to do that is just like such a blessing to be able to have found someone 
to uh, be able to do those things with. Oh, I know all of the hearts because like that's been my dream of like digital nomadism for a long time. And so to be able to have uh, someone that I get to go travel with who like has similar passions and alignments and appreciation for different cultures and all of that is just like one of the greatest things I could ask for. Yeah. I don't know if I would have ever, I don't want to say I would ever, but I got to go to Mexico city and Costa Rica with you two trips in one year. Like, I don't know if I would have prioritized that. I would have maybe said, Oh, I really want to do that one day soon. And I would have came up with an excuse of why I can't, or why I'm going to push it to the next year. But the fact that you also embrace the working from somewhere different and enjoying that work-life balance. And when you can't step away from your business at points in time, and like, that's your compromise or like that even feels fun and feels inspiring. Just that compatibility between us has been so awesome. And we got to go to two fucking cool places that we want to host retreats at. And that's opened opportunities for us. That's a plug for something that's coming very soon. Keep your ears open. I'll pause there for now. Um, Traveling has been awesome and getting to just work on our businesses and be inspired in new cities has been so cool. So cool. And I think we'll kind of end it with this of like one, uh, one thing. And we alluded to it earlier with like the contract ish, but just like with any working relationship between you and a client, between you and a business you're presenting for between two people who are co-owning a business together, like having a contract in place of like outlining the expectations kind of takes off some pressure. It allows there to be deeper under like deeper work together because you do have something in place that is kind of protecting both of y'all. Our contract goes a little more intense than that is in terms of like, if something happens, like something terrible happens, like what's the expectation of the other to uphold the podcast and all of the other endeavors that we have. And like, you know, it's outlining that stuff too, but it has like delegations of kind of like what each of us are responsible for and what we're taking ownership for. And having had that space just to be able to hash that out and get it in writing, I think really set us up for a solid working relationship. Yeah. It's a boundary, right? It's a way to set up expectations. And if they're not carried out or they're crossed or something's weird, like we have something that we've both agreed to that to come back to and remind us like, Oh, that's why that was feeling weird because we agreed on this and this is what's actually happening, which PS, we should revisit that contract. I feel like we haven't looked at it in like a year and see if there's anything we need to update now that we know more. Add it to our list of our next admincation. To do, add it to Asana. Caitlin, if you're listening. (laughs) Other things we do to manage our working relationship and our business partnership is like we've alluded to and have gone through in many different situations is rupture and repair. knowing we're going to say things that trigger each other, or we're going to do things that impact each other. And even if we didn't mean to, and both of us showing up and taking responsibility for what's ours. When I think about rupture and repair, it reminds me of what my friend Charlie always says, which is what's yours, what's mine and what's ours to work on in relationship and managing conflict. Thanks for listening to the Weight Inclusive Innovators podcast. If you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Please leave us a rating and review, share with a business bestie, and check out our website at weightinclusiveinnovators.com. And if you're looking for accountability in your business, 
go on to our website and join the Accountability Club for Q2. We'll see you next week. Bye.